You're fresh off of college football week five, looking straight ahead into college football week six. I am joined here today with Brendan. Seth could not be here this week. So Brendan is filling in for him. We have the we have quite the slate this weekend. Brendan, uh, I have we have a couple of games that we kind of narrowed it down to that we wanted to walk through today. We are Statletics. If you don't know who we are, we we love breaking down the big games, walking through each one and trying to make some money off of it. So nothing crazy. We do slip a, a couple of value picks in at the end. You can catch our picks on Action Network or our app that you can find the beta version in the comments. I'll link to it. So um, if that interests you, make sure to check it out, download it. Uh, test it out for us and give us some feedback on it because we're going to continue to develop it. It's got plenty of NFL and college football data on it. So some exciting stuff coming up for us. But before we do that, Brendan, how are we doing? Howdy. Um, let's just say it's a good week for a Tennessee bye week so I can watch all these games and not be <laughs> fully integrated in the balls all day. Yeah, That's all I have uh, to say. Yeah, I will be... I will be glued to a TV, my phone, whatever it may be. I will be watching these games. So uh, we got plenty to talk about. With that being said, biggest one of the week, Oklahoma versus Texas. This one is in Dallas, Red River Shootout. We all know what this is. Uh, This is basically a preview of the Big 12 championship right now. So uh, after one month, the Sooners and the Longhorns are the only remaining undefeated Big 12 teams, and they are also the only ranked schools in their conference. Uh, It's a dream start for both programs, and they would love nothing more to run the league one more time before going into the SEC this next year. So obviously the winner of this will emerge as the Big 12's clear front runner, and the playoff implications for this one uh, are more pressing than ever. So big time matchup, playoff implications, Big 12 implications. Uh, Neither team is going to be eliminated from either conversation this Saturday, but it becomes more increasingly difficult for the loser. And then the winner obviously separates themselves. So uh, this is a big one, man, Uh, on, on Saturday. It's a, it's a huge one for both programs, for both teams. And of course the big 12 in their last year, Texas is a five and a half point home favorite. Uh, You know, again, this is kind of a neutral site here, but it is in Dallas, Texas. So five and a half point spread, the total is around 60 and a half. Uh, 61 on some books, it's probably going to climb even further. Our projections actually like Oklahoma to cover the spread. But before we get into all that, Brendan, who do you like in this game and why? I need to go to this game at some point. I do too. I think that'd be so fun to go to. It's definitely on the bucket list for sure. Yeah. Well, all I have to say is that college football is crazy, but, you know, Texas has come out and they've been tested a little bit with Alabama, got that win in Tuscaloosa. And Oklahoma hasn't necessarily been tested per se yet. They put up half a hundred on Iowa State last week. But I just – I think Texas is a pretty com- complete team. I think they have the better defense than Oklahoma, but it is the Big 12. And at the same time, I think Oklahoma <clears throat> is really efficient with Dylan Gabriel and um, that they've got a pretty explosive offense. So, honestly, in these games – and like this rivalry specifically, it might as well be a pick them. And mm-hmm. because it's so crazy. And because of that, I will take the underdog in this game for Oklahoma to cover the spread. But 
I think they're going to win. Okay. So for me, I'm kind of on board with you, man. I, I actually think I'm on board for Oklahoma to cover the spread as well. I look at, I, I know Texas is a really, really good team, but they kind of lack a bit of efficiency right now. So they have really good success in the ground game and the pass game, but they're, they're kind of, they're, they're struggling to separate themselves from the rest of, of college football statistically when it comes to efficiency. Uh, and I think Oklahoma can get it done against this yep. defense. I know their defense is stout up front, but Oklahoma has the explosiveness and the proven success rate on both uh, facets of the offense in terms of passing and rushing that they can get it done against Texas. So Texas, 50th overall in the nation and overall offensive success rate. Oklahoma, 7th in the nation and overall offensive success rate. So uh, I know that some of those cupcake teams are baked into those numbers, but still, uh, there's a there's a pretty significant margin between Oklahoma and Texas there. Texas, their defense is good. We mentioned this already. Fourth overall in terms of defensive success rate in the nation. But Oklahoma, surprising here. 16th overall in the nation in terms of overall defensive success rate. Brent Venable's defense, uh, his mind has come into play here as we see Oklahoma actually, for the first time in a while, as a respectable defense. So, I think Oklahoma can pull this one out. Truth of the matter is I, this is one I'm kind of going to follow my projections and buy into and then trust that Dylan Gabriel can get it done in primetime and out, you know, out duel Quinn Ewers. I think he can do it. And I actually am going to take Oklahoma to win outright. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think it's uh this is going to be absolutely crazy, but I think the, Script has shifted a little bit, and good offense trumps good defense now. And I really think that teams with really explosive offense, doesn't matter who they play, as long as they're on that night, they can win. And I really think yeah. that it's going to be who has the ball last. But if Oklahoma Probably. starts fast, if, if Oklahoma starts fast, they might stay up the whole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I will say – I, I kind of like where the spot. I kind of like the spot that Oklahoma is in right now. Uh, looking at the the Vegas numbers, eighty six percent of the bets are on Texas. Eighty nine percent of the handle is on Texas. So, uh, is this this could be a potential fade the public uh, ticket for me in buying Oklahoma, especially if the number is going to get steamed up to seven. Uh, the way the money is looking right now. I might wait and see if I can get it at seven and then snipe it there and try and get some good closing line value ahead of this game. So worth a shot, right? Go Sooners. <laughs> All right. Hey, that, that'll be a fun one. That's a, that's the top of the list that we want to watch this Saturday. Second one, Kentucky surprising win last week against Florida. Go to Georgia who just had a very, very weird game. I guess that's probably the best way to explain it against Auburn. Uh, so the two-time reigning national champs, they're undefeated so far. Barring, I mean, you know, no, nothing crazy, but some close wins nonetheless. Uh, they've looked more human than anything uh, these past couple games. Their two SEC victories have both required the Bulldogs to, like, to come, honestly... They they weren't leading in those games. They had to kind of come back. It was they were comeback victories. So uh, they were down, and which is kind of crazy for this UGA team. But 
They're still the very heavy favorite, and this is the first ranked matchup of the season for them. But do you think they can get it done against the Wildcats? They're 15 point home favorites. This line is now dropping down to 14 and a half, and I expect to be uh, 14 here soon. Do you think Kentucky can cover? The first thing I want to say is that these, the 5 and 0 records don't represent the teams because. Kentucky hasn't played anybody, and I know they just beat Florida. I know Florida beat Tennessee and all that, but I don't think Florida's very good. And Georgia has beaten everybody so far, but they've only beat South Carolina by 10 at home, and they had to score last second last week against Auburn to win. And so I said before the year started, I had Georgia not in my college football playoff, and I think that the SEC East is about to get absolutely crazy. And I think that Kentucky's going to cover because Georgia hasn't been able to separate from anybody. Lower scoring game, Kentucky covers. I think Kentucky's going to win. No way. And I oh don't like gosh. I don't like Kentucky. You know that, but like I'm looking at this and it's just like Georgia hasn't done anything. Right. They look they look bad. Like they really do. And like their defense isn't as good. Carson Beck is a shitty quarterback, and I just I don't know. I just. I think they're definitely going to cover. I don't know if I'll put anything on them actually winning, but I really think that Kentucky can win this game. Okay. Well, looking at the numbers, we have 88% of the bets are on Kentucky. 86% of the handle is on Kentucky. So people are favoring that big spread, especially after uh, the shenanigans that ensued with last week's game against Auburn. Uh, Looking at some of the numbers, uh, there's some holes in this Georgia defense that, you know, we're mm-hmm. not there the past year, the past two years. So, um, <clears throat> you know, they're still a really solid team, but, you know, they do have some deficiencies that may be a little new uh, with this 2023 team. Looking at the projections, the projections actually had this game uh, 30 to 24. Kentucky covers Georgia wins. Uh, the Vegas uh, Im- implied um, score is about 31 to 17 Georgia, you know, obviously, but uh, the, the projections actually like Kentucky here. So um, interesting note from the projections, I was worried that it wouldn't have Kentucky being able to score just because Kentucky's biggest weights have been the run game. Um, when you look at their numbers, they're, their passing explosiveness, their passing success rate is really, really low. Um, and their overall offensive success rate is actually really low too. But even though their successful bout against Florida last week, Devin O'Leary went like sub 50% in terms of completion percentage. He did not have an impressive day in the air whatsoever. Mm-hmm. This game was all on the run, all on the ground. Um, they controlled the clock and they just kind of dominated Florida in the trenches. Will they be able to do that to? Georgia, Georgia's biggest strength, the trenches on both sides of the ball. So I don't know if they can do that, man. I mean, the the thing about Georgia is they're masking a lot of stuff right now. Offensively, I was surprised by this, but they're 11th overall in the nation in terms of offensive success rate. They are really, really low in explosive plays. They're mm. 100th overall in FBS in terms of overall offensive explosiveness, pl- explosive play rate. So nothing explosive. They're just consistent on the ground and in the air when they need to be. 
Uh, but both defenses are really good. So this is what's going to be interesting. If I were if I were somebody, I would be taking the under, even though it already is pretty low at 48-ish, give or take. But Georgia, 21st overall in the nation in, 20, in uh, defensive success rate. Kentucky, 38th overall in defensive success rate. They both are top 20 and limiting explosive plays on the defensive side of the ball. And here's where it gets crazy. Kentucky, 12th overall in the nation in passing success rate allowed. Georgia, third overall in the nation in passing success rate allowed. So they're going to have to run to find success. Both teams are. So this is going to be a a slow-paced slog between Kentucky and Georgia. And truthfully, that leads me to believe that Kentucky's going to cover. Just kind of a low-scoring, slow-paced of this game. I think 15 points is easily doable for the Wildcats. Yeah, that gives me so much more confidence um, about the how we think the game is going to go um, of them covering a two-touchdown spread. Like 28-20 Georgia is probably like real, like more realistic about what's going to happen, in my opinion. But I still mm-hmm. think Kentucky can win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now it looks like anybody can beat Georgia in the SEC. So we'll see. But – you know, I'm worried that they're going to do that thing where they're just gonna only going to get better, and then all of a sudden they're, you know, at peak right before playoff season. Right before they play Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Hey, we got another SEC matchup that's pretty exciting. Uh, a disappointing LSU Tigers team is favored on the road by six and a half points going to the red-hot Missouri Tigers. They're undefeated right now. Um ramping up SEC conference play. They're getting ready to kind of establish themselves in what could be a marquee game for them. Um, the total is sitting around 63 and a half, you know, give or take a point or two on other books. And I'm just going to be, be honest, you know, my projections have Mizzou losing by one point. So projections are high on Missouri. They think this game is kind of right on the nose with the total a little bit over it actually has LSU 33, Missouri 32. So nothing nothing really crazy uh, there. I think that <clears throat> projections alone, obviously, like Missouri, but we can d- dive into the numbers here in a minute. Brendan, who do you like on this side and why? Yeah, man, this, uh, this game is going to be one of two things. Either LSU wins by 42 or... Missouri keeps it really close and maybe wins at home. This is the only way I see it. And so I don't know. I, I like Missouri. I like Missouri to cover the spread at home. I like I like Missouri as a team. I think Drinkowitz has a really good scheme. He showed last year to have a good scheme against Tennessee when they played in the first half. Second half they got blown out. But um I like Drinkowitz. I really do. And I think that Brady Cook is good. And I think that they're going to be able to put up points against the LSU team at home. And Missouri is a terrible place. I have uh, I went to the Tennessee-Missouri game about like eight years ago, and it's horrible, horrible place. <laughs> but LSU has shown a lot of holes. They were close against Arkansas, and I just think that I'm taking the team with the – the underdog with the points on this. Cause I just think okay. it's going to be closer. I, th- I think Missouri can win this game though. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, for sure. I think there's a lot of people that do, you know, looking at some of the, some of the Vegas numbers, 79% of the bets are on Missouri, 
of the handles on Missouri. So uh, more tickets than money, but nonetheless, both sides are on Missouri. Uh, when we look into it, both defenses are awful. <laughs> Just to be frank, points, none of points, them points, are really that good. Um, you know, it's weird because Missouri actually is top 25 in overall defensive success rate. But if you look at some of their other stuff, some of their other ratings, it's really bad. Um, they're horrible at allowing explosive plays. 114th overall and overall explosive plays allowed. LSU 120. And LSU, for the first time in a long time, has a horrible defense as well. The 100th overall and overall defensive success rate. So, um, uh, yeah, across the board, the, the highest they are in any of these metrics that I have on the board is 83, 83rd in the nation. On, in terms of defensive metrics. So horrible. I think Missouri is going to take advantage of this at home. I think this game is going to be similar to the Ole Miss uh, LSU game of last week where we see a lot of points. So I'd be leaning towards the over, even though it's totaled pretty high. The projections like the over, the projections like Missouri to cover. I'm going to ride with the projections again, uh, which did in fact have a 61% hit rate. So, uh, just going to leave that there. How to, this week was was pretty fire for the projections, but you know, speaking of, you can find those on the Twitter account right up here somewhere. Uh, it's at Statletics underscore. So make sure to follow, and you can find both college football and NFL projections. So mm-hmm. also make sure to like and subscribe, and please leave your please comment your favorite pick of the week. We love scanning the crowd for that information and seeing what you got cooked up on the books for us. So the other narrative for that game, LSU is in complete desperation mode. They're have a loss in the SEC and they also have their two loss team and they were mm-hmm. preseason five. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And playoff hopes, all that big dreamer, Brian Kelly. Woo. Yeah, no. And um, I mean, they're in desperation mode here. So I think Missouri, I don't think they're going to be able to stop Missouri. And I think that they're going to be able to keep it close. But the other narratives, LSU wins off 42 because they're in desperation mode, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty embarrassed by my take. I had LSU in the playoffs by the end of this year, <laughs> which, I mean, they should be. They have the roster to do it. It's it's mind-blowing that they have as pitiful of a defense as they have with Harold Perkins and Mekhi Wingo on the defensive side of the ball. The other stat that I saw when making my notes for this game LSU is one of the league worst in all of FBS and the rate in which they miss tackles. They have a 17% miss tackle rate. So that's ridiculous. Nearly one fifth of the time somebody's missing a tackle. So horrible, horrible fundamentals, horrible defense. This game is just, it's a must win for LSU. But I think Missouri is going to be even more hyped up because they have a lot to prove. They're undefeated. They heard all the shit talk from everybody else in terms of the SEC West or East and how they were going to be at the bottom of the barrel again. So LSU covers, hits the over, or Missouri covers and hits the over, riding with the projections. Can't say if I think they win, but they certainly keep it close. Another underrated game I'm looking forward to this week. One more thing I'll say. One more thing I'll say. I also, preseason, I never announced it anywhere, but I had – in the East, the rankings, Tennessee, Georgia, Missouri. I like Missouri to so come out third in the East. Okay. 
because nice. Kentucky's Kentucky's got a gauntlet for the rest of the season. There's they no do. way. There's no way they have that every season. They start hot and then they lose four of their last six games, and so that's what I like. I like Missouri. Give me the six. Okay, let's ride, baby. Next game, SEC West matchup between the Alabama Crimson Tide going to the 12th man and facing Texas A&M. Alabama is three and a half point favorites on the road. Now it's looking like this number is driving down. So uh, if you're watching this, you know, later in the week or after we post this, I would not be surprised if the line goes down to two and a half or two. Um, So with that being said, Brendan, would you take Alabama two and a half on the road? Or do you think Texas A&M and Max Johnson gets it done? I mean, I couldn't have been higher on Alabama minus 17 and a half two years ago when A&M beat them in Kyle Field. And I don't want to <laughs> be that same guy again. But, dude, I don't know. I, I've been thinking about this for hours today, and I just I have no idea. But mm-hmm. so Alabama can't throw the ball. Okay. Texas A&M's yeah. worst part of their defense is their pass defense. So unless Alabama is able to throw the ball, I mean, Alabama's line is worse on either side. Mm-hmm. I really think that – I think – is it three and a half right now? Is it three? It's three and a half, three on some books, and I would not be shocked if it goes down to two and a half. I mean, I would take A&M three and a half. If it goes lower than that, I don't know. But the, the <laughs> Kyle Field's going to be going crazy. Yeah. So is I it would, a night game? I'll, no, it's three thirty, right? Yeah, three thirty. Yeah. So I, tra- I mean, ugh. I kind of agree with you. I, looking at the money, seventy percent of the tickets are on Bama. Ninety four percent of the money is on Bama. So, riddle me this: Why is the number going down when the money is only going up in favor of Bama? Something weird. That that's what that's why we look at the money and the where where all the bets are going and which side they're falling to. And then we would we monitor what the line's doing. So uh, weird behavior here. This is uh, very atypical. So this is kind of ringing an alarm for me. I kind of like Texas A&M to cover and win outright. Uh, there's been really no drop off from Connor Wagman to Max Johnson. I think I think if Texas A&M can bring pressure to Jalen Monroe, spy him, and force him to beat them with his arm Texas A&M wins I think if they just like sell out and say hey we are not going to let you run uh you know you're you are going to have to beat us in the past game and even if they let up you know a few deep bombs uh because of it I, I'm fine with that I'm going to force Milro to beat me with his arm and prove that he can do it so I kind of like AM to cover it now I will say the projections don't. The projections like Alabama to cover and win. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm going against the projections here. I don't love doing that, but I think I, I think I like Texas A&M here, man. I'll look at some of the numbers. Uh, they have a better overall offensive success rate uh, in most categories, um, especially in the rushing category. As surprising as that may be, they run the ball a lot better than Alabama. Um, they also have more explosive plays than Alabama in the uh, in the passing game, so they can certainly win a few there. Defense, Texas A&M might just be better. 
uh, on the mm-hmm. defensive side of the ball, especially at home in favor of the home crowd. I think it's going to put the pressure on Milrow, and I think that we see a Texas A&M win. I'll just say it. If I'm if I'm A&M, so you cannot let Milrow scramble. He will bust seventy yard rushing touchdowns if he scrambles. So if they bring I mean, that pressure, like, if they bring that pressure like you're saying, but they don't have all the gaps filled, they're going to get torched. Milrow's going to have like two hundred rushing yards. Well, so if I'm A&M, yeah, so I that, bring that's... pressure but I make sure that it's contained and spied like you, what you were saying. But yeah, you, so, so that was the key point that I mentioned. I bring the pressure mm-hmm. and then I have a QB spy. And if I give up a big play on the back end, because I'm manned up across the board with the receivers, so be it. You know, if Jalen Milrow can do that, fine, but I don't think he can. So I'm just going to force him to try and then we'll see what happens after that straight up. So, um, that Alabama certainly has a good team. Texas A&M also has a good team. As much as I don't like Jimbo and the Aggies, I think they can. I think they can win at home. I think they can. I think it, this just really kind of bodes well for them. We'll see. It'll be a fun one. Lord. <laughs> All right. Moving on out of the SEC, Notre Dame electrifying win against Duke. They had a, that was a grinder. Uh, I was kind of surprised that, you know, they were able to get it done. I thought Duke was going to be able to get it done. But, you know, Notre Dame was able to to pull out at the last drive. Louisville, very, very impressive team. They're finally ranked 25 overall in the AP poll. Notre Dame is favored by six and a half on the road at Louisville. The total is about 53 points, uh, give or take a couple points, depending on which book you have. So, this game actually, or my projections actually have Louisville covering, but it thinks the spread is more Notre Dame four and a half. Before we get into any more information, Brendan, who do you think covers and why? Yeah, Notre Dame is forced every year because they're not in a conference to kind of go through sort of a gauntlet throughout the season. You know, they had that um, loss to Ohio State in the last play. Um they have Louisville now, then USC, then Clemson when Clemson's at home, even though I think Notre Dame will handle that game. And I think they know that, and they know that they have to be – they can't lose again. They can't lose again to mm-hmm. make the playoff. They, they have to win out. And saying that, I do think Notre Dame is going to win the game, but I've been impressed with Louisville and Notre Dame – they split Ohio State, they went on the road to Duke, and now they have to go on the road to Louisville, and I think that Louisville's going to cover. I, I'm seeing seven. Are you seeing seven anywhere? Um, You know, I, I see six and a half, and then I see seven on some, depending on where you look. Uh, I just have six and a half in my notes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, But certainly, there's got to be seven somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I like Louisville. Um, uh, yeah, I do six and a half. I like Louisville to cover, though. Yeah, I mean, if you can get it at seven – I would take it too. I think I'm on Louisville to cover here. I still think Notre Dame wins, but I think it's going to be a close one similar to the Duke game. I think there's going to be a few more points than there was in the Notre Dame Duke game. Yeah. Uh, Jake Plummer has been impressive. He is not playing awesome, but certainly well enough to keep him close in a game like this. Um, I, these teams statistically look very similar across the board. Uh, yeah. And I know that comes as, as surprising. Uh, not many people think of them as built the same, but 
both very successful on the offensive side of the ball. And on the defensive side of the ball, they're also very much similar uh, in that right. So Louisville, 19th overall in overall defensive success rate. Notre Dame, 13th overall. I will say they, they do well for every other category except one thing. They allow a lot of explosive passing or a lot of explosive plays in the passing game. So that's why I see uh, a few more points being scored because if you look at their offensive ratings and passing uh, successful passing explosive plays, Louisville fourth in the nation overall, Notre Dame 16th in the nation overall. And on the flip side, on the defensive side, Louisville 90th overall in passing explosive plays allowed Notre Dame 108th in passing explosive plays allowed. So they're all very, very strong in a lot of other uh, fields, but that's kind of the one hole that I see. So I see more points and I see them both being able to take advantage of each other in the same exact manner. So give me Louisville and the points. The public is heavy on Notre Dame, heavy. So this is another fade the public for me. So I like Louisville, surprising enough. Go cards. All right, here we go. Last one on our card, Arkansas goes to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is coming off an impressive win and an offensive shootout against LSU last week. Ole Miss is 12-point home favorites against Arkansas. Arkansas has had an up-and-down season right now. You know, they almost beat LSU at LSU, but then last week they they kind of laid a goose egg, man. Um, looking at the money right now, 68% of the bets are on Arkansas to cover, 78% of the money. Is on Arkansas to cover that 12. Uh, looks like it's 11 and a half on some other books. So Ole Miss, certainly in the minority in terms of Vegas uh, handle and Vegas bets. Um, my projections have Arkansas covering, but Ole Miss winning. Brendan, do you think Ole Miss wins by two touchdowns or do you think Arkansas can keep this one competitive? I want Arkansas to win so bad. It's really weird. It's like I think Arkansas should be better than they are every year, but like they're just not. They're not that guy, you know. There's always holes, but I believe in KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders and their white tight end. Don't know his name, but um, ah, dude. The problem is that I don't know if they'll be able to stop on this. That's the problem. But um, I do think that Arkansas will be able to put up points. Oxford is not. A great home field advantage. Everyone just goes, gets drunk, and leaves. Um, <laughs> so I like Arkansas to cover the 12. You know, yeah, this one this one I had a hard time with. I, th- I think I'm on Arkansas to cover here, too. Uh, I originally was on Old Miss when I was writing up my notes. I, I thought they were going to be able to blow them out. I felt like Arkansas, uh, the vibes for them were really low. I felt like they would not come out ready to go, but – you know, I think maybe Sam Pittman can get them up and ready to go, especially on the national stage and conference play like this. I think Arkansas can really go out there and prove themselves. I think KJ Jefferson has a lot to prove right now. Um, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. It's yeah. just, you know, mind-boggling to me that this team can't find the success to be a contender in the West. Um, but let's look at some of the numbers really quick. Uh, offensive ratings. Arkansas, you know, 43rd overall in total offensive success rate in the nation. Ole Miss is sitting at 39, so very close there. Ole Miss, 
we already know this. They're one of the most explosive offense in the nation, hands down. Arkansas lacks some of that explosiveness, but overall success, they're they're uh, definitely a top half team in the nation. Defense is where things get a little fuzzy, and you can kind of see a little bit of a discrepancy. Um, and in fact, it actually bodes well for Arkansas because Ole Miss leaky defense, and a lot of these numbers are baked into last leaky. week's game against LSU, but. Yeah. 102nd overall in total defensive success rate for Ole Miss, where Arkansas is 58. So um, very, very intriguing numbers there. Um, but very similar defenses after that in terms of explosiveness. Uh, one thing that Ole Miss you know, really lacks is uh, passing. Like their secondary is just not good. They can actually defend the run fine, relatively well. But if K.J. Jefferson can get going in the air, I think that's where they can keep it close and exploit this Ole Miss defense. So if I can get it at 12 still, you know, that's what I've done. I'm going to take Arkansas plus 12. I'm not touching the total because this game can go either which way. Can't say for certain that it's going to be a shootout like the game that Ole Miss was in last week. So mm-hmm. let's ride, baby. Let's do it. That's it for me, man. Oh, I have one more. I have one more. Oh, let's hear it. I have one more. Lock of the week. Tennessee doesn't lose this week. Lock of the week. <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee does, does not, not lose, lose Tennessee money line. Because they are on by this week. They so. are on by, baby. If, if, you were searching, if you were searching DraftKings for the Tennessee game right now, I apologize. It was just fucking <laughs> out. So, guys, we appreciate you being here. Make sure to check out our Twitter where you can see all of our projections. We will be back here next week with both NFL and college football game breakdowns. Yeah.